This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Today you're going to meet Celeste Edmonds. Celeste wrote a book called Garbage Bag Girl. It's about her life, her life of resilience, her life of heartbreak, her life of neglect in and out of foster homes. But what an amazing turn her life took because today Celeste Edmonds is the executive director of the Christmas Box International. And that's an organization that helps abused, trafficked, and neglected kids. Now, this all started with Richard Paul Evans. You've heard of this author. He wrote that sweet little book years ago called The Christmas Box. He even wrote a fictionalized story of Celeste Edmonds' life because Celeste ended up being an assistant to Richard Paul Evans. Now, enough time has passed for Celeste to find her own strength, and she's written a first-person account of her her life growing up in foster care. It's called Garbage Bag Girl. From a kid shuffled about in the foster care system to the executive director of Christmas Box International. We hear the story now from Celeste Edmonds herself, who wrote this book with a little help from her friend, author Richard Paul Evans. So he wrote the little green book called The Christmas Box based on the loss of a child 30 years ago. And when it became a New York Times bestselling book and he and his wife made made a lot of money, they decided they wanted to give back. And at the time, Utah was one of many, many states being sued by the National Center for Youth Law for the mistreatment of children. And I was his personal assistant at the time. He knew enough about my story that we decided this is a place for you. Obviously, you know, it's important and you're passionate and you've been in it. So I shifted over to that that environment 28 years ago and then three years ago as executive director. And it's just such a remarkable gift. He's such a good friend of mine and, and he's a perfect example of what can you do to make the biggest impact? Well, what, whatever you have to give makes a huge impact. I actually get people who ask me all the time, how come I'm not a foster parent? And I say, well, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm not going to help one child at a time when I have a capacity of helping 14,000 children a year. That's a bigger role for me. We all get to give in a way that is meaningful to us, and it, and it all matters. All the gifts matter. Garbage bag girl. Awesome. Did you always know you would write this book? I had an idea that uh, Richard Paul Evans, our my co-author and, and founder of our organization, had asked me to write the story 20 years ago. I, you know, hesitated because I was I was nervous for a lot of reasons. And then he wrote a fictional version called Finding Noel about 18 years ago. And it had a really great response. So we talked about it again about three years ago. And then finally, a year into it, I decided, okay, I'm ready. My children are raised. I think I have the bandwidth. I have a great trauma therapist who's on speed dial. I, I felt like I was, you know, just equipped to now be able to do it. And um, it took me two years. And um, the title, Garbage Bag Girl, just came not only be, because obviously I, I 
you know, ran around with my stuff in a garbage bag, literally, every time I moved every six months. But over time, there was this mentality that I took on about my self-worth and my value. And most children in the system, if they're in it for too long, that's where they go. So it became just more and more meaningful as I was writing it to really tap into how we see ourselves and how we view ourselves through trauma. And when we're, you know, displaced a lot and told we're not we're not wanted um, and we keep moving every six months, there's just a, and our stuff's in a garbage bag, there's just this mentality that happens uh, to you as a person through that process. You are the executive director of the Christmas Box International, an organization that helps defend children abused, neglected, trafficked, or homeless. What is the message you most want to share with our listeners today? I really want to share that people feel that they matter. It's simplistic, but it, it's what draws the emotion for me. And when, when I say to somebody else, I have these bracelets that I've created that, that say you matter. And it's, can you take this today? Can you take this bracelet if you don't keep it for yourself and, and give it to somebody and tell them that they matter? Because I, I just feel like there's not enough of that happening from a very genuine standpoint. Um, I walked up to somebody in the grocery store and felt like I was supposed to do that randomly. And I just handed it to her and I said, I just want you to have this and know that I think you're very important. I just felt an instinct to do it. And I went to walk away and she turned and said, I really needed this today. Thank you. Yeah. And I, so it's the small, it's the small message of that that's really impactful. And if you, which most people have, whatever trauma that somebody has gone through, I think it's a, it's a forgotten piece that we still matter. Children in the child welfare system that are being ripped apart from their families and they're being tossed around from place to place, those little voices are still important in them. They still have the opportunity to, to figure out what they get to have like every other child that's not in that situation. So that message is, is the, the most important for me. Yeah. I loved when you said you have a trauma therapist on speed dial because it's so important <laughs> that if you've been through trauma that you don't ever think yeah. it's healed. You know, I, and, and I wish for everyone's trauma mm. to be healed. And I hope it's not too bold yeah. of me to say that. But right, it's a lifelong tending to... Too, right? Yes, it is. A, it is a process. The, the journey we're on isn't just about what we do every day. It's about how we we recognize, which is the process of writing the book. You know, really, really helped me with that. Um, in combination with my my trauma therapist, is to realize that I'm I am still that girl, and I can feel empowered by her and what she went through. That that seven, eight, and nine year old girl, and I get to ask the question: What happened to me? Not what's wrong with me. What happened to me? Uh-huh. And what do I learn about what happened to me that empowers me to make better decisions and feel feel stronger and help other people make better decisions and feel stronger? And it's reciprocal. When we learn about our own trauma and our own issues and challenges, we better ourselves and we naturally better everyone else around us. So I think that that journey is a lifetime journey. I don't plan on not ever having my trauma therapist. I may see her less today, but I don't plan on not having her because triggers still come up. And, you know, it's never a fully healed system. It's just a you're you're better along the way when you keep managing to it. Garbage Bag Girl by Celeste Edmonds. That's the book we're talking about. One of the questions that springs to mind is, how come you're okay and other people who have been through this trauma just never come out of it? 
I do get asked that a lot, honestly. And I always make the joke, well, okay is is certainly a perception. And, you know, you don't live with me, so you don't see the day-to-day stuff that I certainly have going on. But I feel like what we were talking about earlier is really critically important for, for mental health in general, is we are constantly on a path of taking care of everyone around us because that's what we're supposed to do. But we very much neglect ourselves a lot. And I think, so for me, I schedule in my calendar, like I do everything else, my me moments during the day. Those are my mental health check-ins, my meditation, my going on a walk, my calling my therapist, whatever that whatever that needs to look like, my exercising, right? It's, those are just very scheduled, very diligent things that I do that keep me grounded. Because again, I have children, I have a grandson, I have a, I have a team that relies on me. And I, I need to be my best self and show up every day. But that's my that's my job. That doesn't come from somebody else. That comes from me. And that's really a big message when I talk to children in child welfare is that you, you have a lot of things happening to you that are not your choice. But you also have the list of things that are your choice. And we you have to talk about what that looks like and be very honest about it. Could you ever have imagined when you were a child in the system that you'd be doing what you're doing today? Oh, no. And even bigger than that, um, you know, the small things, I I was confident I wouldn't, I didn't know where I was going to live. I, so I certainly didn't think, am I ever going to graduate high school or am I going to go to college or nothing, nothing big that that would have felt so big to me at the time. It was just about survival. Where am I going to live? Whose couch might I sleep on? I'm going to spend some time, you know, on the bleachers at my high school because I don't want people to know that I'm this kid. I'm still this person. And so the, the, the goal of, you know, will I run this organization that's 28 years strong and has helped 155,000 and children enough to fill Madison Square Garden more than seven times never would have crossed my mind. I was just thinking I'm I'm not worth anything. And so I'm I'm just gonna survive it. I'm gonna do the best that I can and I'm you know, I'm gonna hope that maybe one day one day I, I just get a, a a bed that gets to be mine and I get stuff that gets to be mine, which is why our, our children in the shelter only get new items. They never, ever leave with their stuff in a, in a garbage bag. They always choose the, you know, the duffel bag or the backpack or whatever they want. And there's fundamental gifts like that that we get to give them that tell them you deserve a childhood and you definitely never deserve to feel like garbage. And those messages just weren't sent to me as a child. And I didn't, I would have never dreamed that all this would have, would have happened to me, but I am so very grateful. I'm so very passionate to help these kids have a better situation. I'm so grateful you're on the planet. Now tell us what we should do to help you. What can we do to help you? How can we make life better? Better for children in general. I think, you know, if you go on Amazon and you have a chance to buy this, either the book or the Audible, it's recorded on Audible and it is me. It is my voice. Um, It's my story. But it's more than that. It's the story of there are 500,000 children at a given time in the foster care system in the United States. And I've had many of them come up to me and say, thank you. Thank you for sharing our story collectively. They truly believe it's a, it gets to be a voice for them, too, which was not ever a goal that I had thought about initially. But it has become more and more relevant and important. And I think people can read and one, they can understand that these aren't just kids in the system. These are kids they might even know. These are kids. 
be they could be their neighbors, they could be someone else's child for sure. But they're still they still matter. They're still important. And I think just that awareness, first of all, is extremely important. I think the other thing people can do is find their local nonprofits that are they're helping kids and figure out how can they get involved. Can they volunteer? Can they donate monetarily? You know, what can you do at a, at a local level um, or, you know, the org? come visit us and we have opportunities. But how do you step up and step out of yourself and realize that, um, like, I ask alumni that come back to us 20 years later, did you ever, ever think about the fact that all these things that you get came from someone you never knew? A total stranger stepped up and loved you when you thought no one did. And they feel the same way as I do. Wow, there there really were those people that came along every once in a while that no way I would have thought at the time, you know, to give them credit or say thank you or be grateful. But now, if I can circle back to any of those people that are in my book, I, which I've done two of the five, oh, it's such a gift for me to thank them today and say, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't have known then, but I really know now, and I want to say thank you for stepping up and being my my guardian angel at that very critical moment, even if you didn't know you were, and helping me get to that next phase. So being, I think gratitude, that would be the other, you know, the other message. Be be grateful for those little things that come along because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's hard until then. How many kids are in the system in the U.S. at any given moment? Uh, there's almost 500,000, almost half a million in foster care. It's an incredible number, and that doesn't ever seem to really move that needle. I when we when Richard Paul Evans and I opened the uh, founded the Christmas Box International, we actually said to each other, "Wouldn't it be great if this is the one job one day we wouldn't have to have?" And unfortunately, it grows. You know, it grows every year. And in child welfare, when children were first removed from their homes, because People have to remember that child abuse laws are, are really not that old. It was not until the 70s that it became enforced. And um, then it took people still a while to onboard. And so issues in, back then were, well, that's how I was raised, you know, and that's how now I raise my children. They raise their children. Now the, the drug environment and, and the issues uh, that are just so much bigger perpetuate. I mean, it's not anymore just about how I was raised. We've... We stopped that quite a while ago. Now it's addiction and mental health and people's capacity to manage. And I think that that um, has just propelled, you know, the child welfare system into much bigger issues, even than when I was in the system. That's Celeste Edmonds. Her story is Garbage Bag Girl. She's been through so much. And now she's helping others with the Christmas Box International. And you can find out more at thechristmasbox.org. Thechristmasbox.org, headquartered in Utah. They have Christmas box houses offering shelter and food and therapy and medical and dental evaluations and classrooms and recreational activities. Christmas box houses. Basically, they're just emergency children's shelters. And there's three of those. They're doing good things. Find out more at thechristmasbox.org. Again, Celeste Edmonds our guest today. The Christmas Box International started by author Richard Paul Evans. Celeste was his assistant and now she's the executive director of his charity. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On. The question I want to ask today is take a look at your life and see if you have a garbage bag girl mentality. You don't have to be through trauma like Celeste has been through trauma disappointed by her parents and shuttled from one foster home to another, experiencing true abuse. You don't have to go through all that 
to not hold yourself in high esteem. It really takes much less than that. And it takes the repetition of believing you don't deserve more. On our Facebook group, A Circle of Women, which you're welcome to join at least once a year, I'll make a random posting that says, Ladies, love yourself. Throw out those tattered bras and panties. You deserve more. Where in your life are you settling for less? Couldn't you use something bright and shiny and new? I love when Celeste talked about how the kids in the program and Christmas Box International, they get new things, a new suitcase to travel to their foster home and new things in the suitcase because it sends a message to your spirit that you matter, that you're worthy of basic good things. Celeste also said, whatever you have to give makes a huge impact. Consider the impact you could have on your life if you gave good things to yourself. And I don't mean Tiffany's and Tesla's, although hooray, if that works for you. I mean kindness and care and concern for your own self. Can you take some time today to give yourself the very best? to make it a practice to feed yourself nutritious things, to make it a practice to get good sleep, to make it a practice to get fresh air. We're in a really cloudy streak here in the Northeast. No real sunshine in sight till Tuesday. I recently posted in our Facebook group about the struggles I am having with my January energy, but I'm observing it. I'm tending to it gently. So spend some time thinking about how you tend to yourself and see if you could do that a little more lovingly in these coming days. And I want to look at this garbage bag mentality another way. I get to see how people give through a particular lens at my thrift store, the Lisa. Lisa stands for Let It Shine Again. I've come to use the quality of the things we offer at the thrift store, the quality has become like a rallying cry to me. You know, I have this picture of Les Mis when they're waving that huge flag back and forth. I have a flag, I wave. And the flag says, only the best. And people will say to me, but it's a thrift store. But only the best creates a vibration. If a beautiful sweater comes in and it has a tiny stain on it, What does that say? Do you want to wear a sweater with a stain on it? Probably not. That doesn't make you feel good, right? So when you're setting out to give, I'd like to give you permission to throw your stained clothes away or give them to a nonprofit that will turn them into insulation. Visit homejelly.com to learn more about that. That's homejelly.com. Because if you give your chipped things or your broken things to a thrift store. You're showing me your garbage bag mentality. You're showing me that you believe if people shop in thrift stores, they don't deserve the best. When you bring your broken dishes to me and say, somebody can use them, you're showing me your garbage bag mentality because nobody wants broken dishes. I have never met anybody who wanted a broken dish or dirty clothes. And now I'm meeting this whole new group of people who bring things to the thrift store and they get it. They bring the best, the most beautiful things, the most well-preserved things. Yes, this stuff may have some miles on it. Yes, this stuff may have been loved before, but it still has life and chi and energy. It still says, wow, and it's still going to make somebody happy. If you're giving away your junk thinking, well, it's good enough for some people, I just want to ask you, who? Who are these people? And why 
do you think so little of them? Who have you ever met in your whole life would feel good about being offered something dirty or something broken? And it sounds like I'm appealing for donations, and I am not. Believe me, I am not. I am appealing. I am appealing for an elevation of spirit. I am saying, just like Celeste Edmonds and any kid in a foster home doesn't deserve to feel like a garbage bag girl, I'm appealing that we take this concept and use it every single day. This concept of beggars can't be choosers is really so distasteful. Do you see any beggars around? We're all just people. We're all just people sharing this beautiful planet. There's plenty of stuff on this planet. We can move it around to see that everybody gets stuff that elevates their spirit. At Let It Shine, what I believe is everyone who comes to shop at the thrift store has their spirit elevated. People get to the top of the stairs, they turn the corner and say, wow. And then I know my job is done because I've given them a wow. And they're going to take that wow with them. They're going to take that feeling of a bright, beautiful, shiny store where everything is prepared fabulously. They're going to take that with them throughout the day, whether they pick up a treasure or not. And that feeling, that elevated feeling has the power to change people's day, has the power to make people feel a little bit better. And when people feel a little bit better, all kinds of good things can happen, which are none of my business, but it's my business on the radio, in my Reiki practice, at Let It Shine, in my restorative yoga, to create the conditions for people to feel their best, to create the conditions for people to connect with the goodness inside of them. So that's the banner I'm flying today. And I have to thank my mother for all of this. I remember being a kid in our house. There was always a lot of food in the fridge. And when company came over, yes, kids, in days long ago, people would pop over for a visit. But when company would come to our house, we would actually answer the door and let them in. My mom would always, you know, go to the fridge and pull out something. And I noticed that she would always pull out the best and the freshest. So say it was going to be cheese and crackers. She wouldn't serve the cheese that was already open. She would serve the brand new cheese from the store that was probably going to be used for Sunday dinner. She gave her best to her guests. Now, my husband, who has many careers, and among them, he wears the title of chef from time to time. He's into that FIFO, first in, first out. You know, the first food that comes in is the first food that goes out in a restaurant. Not my mother. She was the opposite of that. She always served the guests that popped in or popped over. The fresh box of Entenmann's. She'd open a new bottle of wine. She gave her best to her guests. And that's always stuck with me. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Give your best first to yourself and then you can give your best to everybody else. We got things to do, people. We got the Let It Shine Valentine Dance on Saturday, February 10th. I hope you're going to come. We are going to immerse you in self-care for the Shine On Women's Empowerment Weekend, February 23rd through the 25th at Mariondale in Ossining. So excited about that. And thanks to all who showed up on our Zoom the other night, our first Zoom of the new year. We'll have another one next month. And you can get information about all these things at caseysplace.com. Our thought for the day is from William James, who wrote, Act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on.